Miss Amy and I want to take this opportunity if we were unable to see you this past Sunday. In fact, the first Sunday of the year was absolutely amazing. How many of you were able to be here? We had an incredible time of just praise and worship in the presence of God. First worship, it was absolutely great. And so if you weren't here, Miss Amy and I want to say Happy New Year to you, believing for an amazing 2023 for you, your life, your family, your blessings of God just resting upon you. And today, this is the first preaching Sunday of 2023, and we have kind of a a tradition around here at Nairobi Lighthouse Church. We invite Pastor Nelson, our senior associate pastor, to come and bring the word of the Lord on this, our first preaching Sunday. Come on, let's welcome the man of God today. Are you ready for the word of God? Okay, we begin with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Let's read together. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Come on, this year determined to put God first. And you're going to see the creative power of his word. Because it started with put God in the beginning, God. Everybody say, in the beginning, God. See, God must come first in every beginning of your life, in the beginning of this year. And therefore, guess what? At the end of that verse, verse 3 says, and God said, when he says, come on, may God give you creativity this year. Second verse, Exodus 33, 15. Moses said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Let's determine to move in 2023 with his presence. Come on, if there's anything that makes a difference, it's the presence of God. Come on, and the presence of God cannot be taken for granted. Come on, we've got to seek his presence. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 11, 8 to 12. But the land you cross over to possess is a land for which the Lord your God cares and the eyes of the Lord Your God are always on it from the beginning of the year, January, to the end of the year, December. Come on, God, no matter as you move, as we move into this new year, never, never confuse the fact that God loves you. He cares for the land. That means he cares for you. If he takes the time to declare that he's taking us to a good land, a good year reflecting on the year, It means automatically that he cares for you. He's not, it's not all about the land. The land is all about you. Come on. The promises of God are not about the land. They're about you and I in 2023. Shout yes. Okay, let's do Judges 18 verse 9. For we have seen the land and indeed it is very good. Would you do nothing? Do not hesitate to go and enter to possess the land. For God has given it into your hands. A place where there is no lack of anything that is on the earth. Come on. Imagine. God's taking us to a place this year. That there is no lack. Come on. No lack. Say with me. No lack. 
So what are you going to do? You better possess this good land called 2023 that the Lord has for you. Make up your mind now. Don't wait until it's July or September. Come on. And we finish with the Psalms 65 verse 11. Thou crownest the year 2023 with thy goodness and thy paths. Do what? Come on, are you ready to walk in the fatness of the Lord this year? In the goodness of the Lord this year? Come on now, come on now, come on now. Hallelujah, I'm excited, you know, because I believe every word we read. God, if he doesn't tell you anything else, he tells you that God is good and God is faithful. You know, 2023, just in case you didn't know, I'll tell you, is a fertile and a beautiful and it is also full of abundance, the abundance of God's goodness. We sang about the goodness of God, your goodness, hallelujah, over our lives. Hallelujah. Say amen. See, this, is, this year is going to be a year full of limitless possibilities and wonderful privileges for you. Therefore, you, you and I need to see it as a gift from the hand of the Lord to your hand. Come on, this year is a gift. Say, thank you, Lord, for the gift of 2023. See, there are people who have not, they are not seen this year. They were there last year, but they haven't seen this year. It is a gift from the Lord. So make up your mind to do what? To take possession. Take possession of this incredible gift. And all that God has in store for you. All that God has in store for us. The Bible says those things are revealed to us by His Spirit. God has so much in store for you. Take the promises of God by faith, like a bulldog on a mailman. Come on, Pastor Squid. Like a bulldog on a mailman. Hallelujah. I know it's American, but it's, it, it works here as well. That means with tenacity, with boldness. Come on, you're not sparing anything. Take, 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 take. Hallelujah. That's what we're being encouraged to do. You know, take the promises of God. God, the land that God has given us is a land called promise. This is the land of promise. The land he had given, when you're reading in the Old Testament, it was the land God had promised through Abraham. And they saw it. And I'm telling you, God, today, if you believe the promise and receive the promise of God, you will see what God promised. It's not just out there for somebody else. It's about you and I. Don't settle for the lesser. Say like Caleb, the servant of the Lord, give me this mountain. We sang about the mountain too. Give me this mountain, for we are well able to possess it. We are well able. Say, I'm, I'm well able to take 2023. I don't know what kind of a mountain it is, but I know you and I are well able to take it in Jesus' name. Today, the title of my message is The Key to Success. The Key to Success. And I'll share a little bit, then give you that key. So hold on. Hold your horses. See, success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. The accomplishment of an aim or purpose. We are called to possess and to reign. That's our purpose in life as believers. 
See, I believe you're like me. We all want to, we want, we all want to make it. We all want to excel. Everybody wants to flourish. We all want to blossom. We want a bud to blossom. That's true. You see, I believe that we all want, I believe, we all also desire that God come through for us in every way and in every place in 2023. You see, success has to do with outcome or results. Outcome or results. So the big question is, what kind of outcome or results are you expecting this year? And why is this important? What kind of outcome or results are you expecting this year? And why is this important? Because we know and we've had it in this church many times, expectation is the environment for miracles. Come on, we've got, we've got to enter this year with, full of expectation that God will fulfill his promises. Well, which promises? You've got to read them. You've got to know them. You've got to take them. You've got to embrace them. And you will not be disappointed. I tell you, I believe that there is a solid connection between the word desire and destiny. Desire and destiny. And just thinking about this year, 2023, my mind brought me to one of the most popular, one of the most powerful Psalms, chapters in the Bible that I have ever read. And that's none other than Psalms 23 in 2023. Come on, are you ready for Psalms 23 in 2023? This psalm will bless you today because it has meaning for us this year. Psalms 23, I want us to read it together. Can we take the time and just read it? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will overflow me all the days of 2023 and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you say amen? Isn't that a wonderful psalm? You know, that's a psalm I will encourage you. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Live on it. Pray it as often as you can pray. Because I've memorized it long ago. It's still in my heart. Although I memorized it in the King James. This is NIV. Hallelujah. Listen to me right now. I assure you. I assure you. That I have... I have success in 2023. And that success is not based on who I am. And it's not based on what I think. But rather, it is based on who God is and his promises to me. Two things. Who God is and his promises to me is what gives me the courage to enter 2023 knowing I will be successful. I will triumph. I will prevail no matter what. You see, David said these words in this psalm. But notice what he says. What he's telling us or what he's not saying is this. Because God is. What is God? He says, 
God is my shepherd. Because God is my pastor. God is my leader. God is my salvation. God is my deliverer. Because God is. Therefore, I will. To about uh, seven, seven things that God says, because I am your shepherd, I will. Okay, I will. Then David says, two I wills. Two I will. And I'll, I'll tell you what they are. But before that, let's just look at what he, what, what, what he says. Because he is, he says, he's our shepherd. And because he's my shepherd, and he promises to do the following, to provide and to care for me. He, prov- he will provide this year. He will care for me this year. He will lead me this year. He will restore and refresh my soul this year. So many people, even last year, were affected where their soul is concerned. The state of their mind, their intellect, and their will. Now I want you to know, God is going to give you a sound mind and stable emotions this year. You don't have to worry. He is. And therefore, you have. You will have a sound mind. You will have stable emotions. He, he, he will guide me. He will comfort me. He protects me. He anoints me. That means he empowers me. The anointing is the power we need for 2023. We began already by stating, if you don't go with us, we will not go. That means it's the presence of God. The anointing is the presence of God that will carry us into the fullness of the fulfillment of the purposes that he has for us in 2023. Shout yes. Okay. So David says two I wills to God's about seven I will make, I will do, I will What are those two wills? They are also very important for us in 2023. In verse 4, it says, I will fear no evil. Come on, I want to tell you. So many people get their year messed up because of one thing called fear. Fear not. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, fear not. The Lord is with you. The shepherd is with you. No matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, come on, you don't have to fear. He says, do I walk? Come on, never stand somewhere. Never be paralyzed by circumstances and situations. Get up by faith and walk by faith. And the Lord will sustain you. Amen. You don't have to fear your enemy. Why? Because he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That means even now he's talking to his church, the sheep of his pasture. If you look to me as your shepherd, I will shepherd you through the year. And you don't have to worry what comes against you because I will prevail for you. Amen. Shout, I will prevail. The other thing he says is that, verse 6, at the end, I will dwell. That's powerful. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Not only are we dwelling, he's saying, I'm dwelling with the presence of God, my heavenly pastor. But he ends with an earthly pastor. Because he talks about the house of God. I will dwell in the house of God. You know, some people think all you need is, you know, is, is your relationship with God. No. no. We also need a relationship with the man of God. With the pastor. Can we just appreciate Pastor Don and Miss Amy? Can you appreciate your pastors in this house? That God has given you a pastor. The other day I was asking some people, who is your pastor? Young people. Who do you call your pastor? Do you have somebody who say, yeah, that's Pastor Don. Pastor Don is my pastor. Oh, does he know you? No, he doesn't know me. 
Does he know you? Does he know you? The first time I went to, no, no, I didn't wait until for pastor to call me. When I was joining Lighthouse, I decided to go and sit with pastor. And all of you can do this. I said, go and sit with pastor. And I took about an hour of his time just to find out who pastor is. And he shared his testimony. I shared my testimony. That was the beginning. That was the foundation of our relationship. Know your pastor. Know your leaders. Know your cell leader. Don't just, you know, just flow. Come on, know them. Say, tell me about yourself. Get into a relationship with them. Amen? Come on, you have a shepherd at the beginning, but you have a shepherd at the end. That earthly shepherd is as important because he has been delegated by the chief shepherd to be an under-shepherd for your soul. Amen? So if you meet somebody who tells you, I don't need a pastor, move away from them. Walk away from them. About 30 years, I'm about to give you the key. About 30 years ago, 30 years ago, I visited an institution where my friend and a host of mine took me to, around their facility and they used only one key to enter the kitchen, to take me to the library, you know, and it was amazing. So I, I, I looked at this guy and I said, you know, what kind of key is this? And he said, it's a master key. So I'm about to give you a master key after we read this scripture. Listen to this. Just one key. Listen to this. John 10, 11. Read with me. John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd puts the sheep before himself, sacrifices himself if necessary. In the, in the good news translation, read it. I am the good shepherd who is willing to die. Okay. The key to success is sacrifice. Everybody says sacrifice. For the Lord to take the lead in our lives, it will require a willing sacrifice on our part. Therefore, we must all possess a surrendered will to willingly, in order to willingly sacrifice. You cannot sacrifice without surrendering your will. I think we sang about all these things today. Unless we see value, everybody say value, in someone or something, we will not be willing to pay the price or meet the cost or even sacrifice. I'll say that again because it's a key, key phrase for this message. Unless you and I see the value in someone, in a relationship or something, we will not be willing to pay the price to meet the cost or sacrifice. Value is always at the very root of sacrifice. You cannot have sacrifice without value. Without having to deal with the issue of value. Just to give a, a few examples here. The Magi. Some will say Magi. The Magi. Matthew chapter 2 verse 2 part B. <laughs> Matthew chapter 2 verse 2. It says, Okay, and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now, let me ask you a question. What value did the Magi, the wise men, see in a baby lying in a lowly manger? He already said there in that scripture. We have seen his star. We have seen the star of a king. This is a baby. Yes, but he's a king. 
And the time they took to search out, prepare for, and travel from the east all the way to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem, then prepare appropriate gifts for this child and then bow and worship him, that is what I call great sacrifice. Without value, they cannot be sacrificed. David, the king, offered a sacrifice at the threshing floor of Arona. We are told in Jerusalem, the angel of the Lord was slain. Many thousands had already died. But David insisted, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take, take for the Lord what is yours. Or sacrifice a burnt offering that cost me nothing. First Chronicles chapter 21 verse 24. See, sacrifice requires one to take on responsibility. To take on responsibility. David had messed up. But he took responsibility. David made the wrong choices. But he was willing to accept and to take responsibility. And he did the right thing. He sacrificed. He sacrificed. You know, we are told that King Solomon sacrificed a thousand offerings. In 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 4. And then God appeared to him that night in Gibeon. Or Gibeon. And he said to him, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Woo! True sacrifice satisfies the heart of God. A thousand offerings. He never even asked for God. God showed up at night in a dream and said, I wonder what you and I would do. Wouldn't you love hearing those words? God's waking you up at night and say, what's your name? Hey, what's your name? Shout your name. Some of you haven't even shouted your name. Shout your name. Nelson. What, what do you want me to give you? Man. Some of us will be confused instantly. But he knew what he wanted. He knew his heart was well placed. You see, sacrifice also places your heart right. His heart was well placed, so he never struggled. Oh, I want a Mercedes Benz. No, no, I want this. Nothing wrong with those things. You know? But what? No, no. He said, I need, I'm a child. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Give me discretion so I may lead your people. And he was so much on target that God said, even what you did not ask for, I'm going to give it to you. Abraham sacrificed Isaac by faith. Sacrifice must be born in faith, not fear. In faith, not fear. I want to give you this as I close. Sacrifice takes shape in our lives in various ways. And these are those ways. The first one, what does sacrifice really look like? It looks like what I'm about to tell you. Number one, it looks like singing praise and worshiping the Lord. Come on, everybody says singing praise and worshiping the Lord. Every one of these things that I'm giving you right now has the word sacrifice in them from Scripture. For example, Hebrews 13 verse 15 says, Okay, through him, let us therefore, not sometime, at all times, Offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. Come on. A sacrifice of praise. Thankfulness. Glorifying his name. She can cultivate continually a heart of praise. Giving thanks to his name. You said when? 
when is a good time? The good time to do it is even when things are not good. You know, sometimes you think, you know, it's easy to praise God when things are good. But let me tell you, when you praise God, this is what I think. The degree of sacrifice is not as great when you praise God when everything is good as when they are not good and you afford a praise to the Lord. Amen? So you don't have to feel good. I can give you a good, let me, let me give you an example for, you know, for that. You know, you don't have to feel good. In fact, that's what means a lot to the Lord. When you pray and you don't feel like praying, that's when it means a lot to the Lord. And I've done that quite a number of times. I tell the Lord, I don't feel like praying. You know, I'm being honest with him. I said, give me grace. Instantly, I receive the grace. It's amazing. It's amazing. So li listen here. We're talking about cultivating a heart of praise and worship. A heart of praise and worship. For time's sake, Psalms 54 verse 6. It says, I will praise your name, Lord, for it is good. We just heard that the year is good. The promises of God are good for this year. And his name is good. And we're entering the year. Come on, you have every reason to praise him every day of your year. Because his name is good. He's your shepherd and he's walking with you. Okay? What we have, what, what, what uh, sorry, we have every reason to praise God. Like Jonah in Jonah chapter 2 verse 9. Listen to Jonah's words. But I will, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. Now, some people say, why do you shout, man? You guys, you shout, you shout a lot in church. Let me ask you, if you had come out of the belly of a whale, you would shout too. I mean, if you have just come out and you are there, you are in that belly for three days and three nights, my friend, you will shout. Praise the Lord! I mean, people will be asking, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, what's wrong with him is what's wrong with you. You haven't experienced really the goodness of God like he has. You know, you need to, you need to get hungry and tell God, take me places. Do stuff. Do stuff in my life. Come on. Get me, you know, don't say get me into the, into the belly of the whale. He had disobeyed. That's why he was there. Get, God will get you out of anything. You see, when we worship the Lord, we adore him. Our hearts bow to him. Come on. We reverence him. True worship surrenders. We relinquish all and let God be. And what is it? For he is. So we let him be who he is. Amen? The Bible says God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, what a joy we had here. Just beginning the year with worship. Thank you, creative arts. Guys are awesome. Secondly, seeking God. They're all in S. Seeking God in prayer and fasting. Especially in this season. Seeking God... In prayer and fasting requires sacrifice. Isaiah 55 or 6 encourages us to seek the Lord where he may be found. See, I'll tell you something. Dew, dew, D-E-W, is there every day but early. You will not find that grace at lunchtime. So, no wonder Isaiah says, encourage he encourages us in Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord where he may be found. Don't assume he'll always be there. You may not be there. 
you may not be there to be found of Him. You know, so seek the Lord. Pay the price. Matthew chapter 6, you know, you, especially when you do it early, you look for the best time when there's no distractions. You know, you do away with your gadgets. You do away with your busyness, okay, of work and everything else. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 tells us, when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray. Close the door and pray. You know, whenever I remember when, my wife, when I met my, my bride in India, and then she left to come and do co uh, campus here in the University of Nairobi, the only way we could communicate the North phone call was just a letter. Whenever I got her letter, just the handwriting, I knew this is her. So maybe my brothers and the brethren who were there, I would get up and leave. And they became accustomed. They said, oh, Jane, you've received from Jane again. Because they knew I'm not going to spend that time with them. I'm going to spend that time with her. Amen. You don't try and throw points to the lady that you're trying to get married to in a, in a busy three. Where they're singing about Nduta all the time. And then you think you're going to prevail. You're not going to prevail. Matthew, listen. <laughs> you move away from the crowd. Sacrifice the crowd. Sacrifice everything. Jesus would leave all and go to the mountains. Leave his disciples. Leave everything. Leave ministry. Matthew 6, 16. About fasting. When you fast, do not look gloomy and sour and dreary in order to be seen to fast. Go to work. Come on, I said go to work. Some people are saying, you know, don't send a, a sick leave note. Brother, you are not sick, you're hungry. The goal of fasting is not to find, is, 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 you know, it's not to quit work, it's to, it's to find time to pray. But you create that time. Can I hear a better amen? Thirdly, as I finish, a sanctified holy life before God. A sanctified, they are all S, singing, seeking, sanctified holy life before God. And I want you to read with me Romans 12, verse 1 to 3, if we have it on the screen. Let's read together. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and to approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Three areas that God is dealing with. The flesh, the soul, the mind, and the spirit. We need all those areas working well for us to be able to possess what God has for us in 2023. Galatians 5, 19 and 20 tells us. You see, the Amplified actually says to, to present your bodies. That means dedicating all of yourselves, setting yourself apart and to God. As a living sacrifice. The word sacrifice comes in again. As a living sacrifice. You know, uh, Paul tells the Galatian church. Come on, from uh, Galatians chapter 5, 19 and 20. Come on, quit all these things. You know, uh, avoid immorality, sensuality, idolatry. Witchcraft, sorcery, hatred, discord, jealousy, anger, selfish ambition, 
dissensions, every kind of thing. In Ephesians, he tells the Ephesians, uh, you know, forgive one another. He says, bear one another's burdens. He, he tells them, they don't, bear, don't carry bitterness. Come on, don't be malicious. All those things. What is it? Those are all in the fleshly realm. Then he says, let God renew your mind every day. Stay in the word of God if you're going to have a mind that God can work with. Amen? And then your spirit is a place where he will reveal his will to you. Not in your flesh. Not in your mind. In your spirit. Inside of you. Okay, finally, sharing life with others. Sharing life with others. I finish this. Sharing life with others. Slash connect. God wants you to connect with your family. Your family. My family. See, Joshua said in Joshua 24 verse 15. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Come on. Another version says it. CSB says it this way. As for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. Wow. May God grant that this year we are worshiping God with our families. The whole of our families. Come on, God wants you. God always thinks about the whole. Today, God's thinking about the whole family. Maybe you're the only one saved in your family. Come on, maybe you're the only, ha- you're the only uh, married partner saved. Let me tell you, God's thinking about the whole. Maybe you're, some of your brothers are not. God's thinking about the whole. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. And you shall be saved with all your household. God's mind and God's heart is for the whole family. God's leaving no one out. And I pray this year, God will show himself faithful in bringing salvation, creating unity. Hallelujah. Creating unity. Good understanding. You know, sacrifice. People ready to serve one another even within their home. Say amen. Hallelujah. You know that we may be saved. Then in God's house. In God's house. David said the last verse, verse 6, he said I will dwell. Where? In the house of God. I will dwell in the house of God. Not for a few months. Forever and ever and ever. Determined to do the same. Connect with yourself, family. This is a place where you grow in godly friendships. Receive care, protection. This is a place you share your life. You can share God has given you a platform. A place to share your God-given life. Encourage one another. Pray. This is a place to pray, to lift up one another's burdens. And remember, of course, to have fun in the company of each other. Serve. Look for the opportunity. Grab the opportunity to serve. Do something in the house of God. Look for it. Serve. Ask your leaders. Ask your pastor. How can I serve? How can I be of use to the house of God? What ministry can I join? Never forget to sacrifice for the world. Share your life with the world. Reach the lost. When you reach them, disciple them. Just remember where you came from. You are not left alone. Somebody sacrificed to get you to know who Christ is and to know His goodness. All this, singing praise and worshiping the Lord, seeking God in prayer and in fasting, living a sanctified, holy life before God, sharing life with others, including in your family, in God's house, you know, in, a, with our, in our world in which we live. All this require one thing. Guess what it is? Sacrifice. Say it with me. Sacrifice. Which will cost us money. Will cost us energy. Will cost us time. One of the most valuable things we can sacrifice. Time. But never forget 
God will always reward your sacrifice. I'm speaking to the whole church. He will reward your sacrifice. Father, thank you. This word you gave me is for this year. The Lord, there is a sacrifice that pleases you. There's a sacrifice that honors you. And today we are making that determination to be the sacrifice. Not just to give the sacrifice. God, make me a sacrifice. Make me one that will be counted as a sacrifice before you. And I pray, Father, that Lord, you are releasing a grace upon this house. No matter what we face this year, no matter what we have, God, we know we will prevail. But there is a grace to sacrifice. There is a grace to give beyond our imagination and capacity. And I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen and amen. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Can you give him glory? Can you give him honor? Can you give him thanks? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Wherever it is in your marriage, children with parents, sacrifice. Your parents already have sacrificed so much. Come on, sacrifice. Obey them. Listen. Do something. Come on, sacrifice. We can't live without sacrifice. We need sacrifice. God bless you. And go with Psalm 23. Memorize it, meditate on it, live on it. Amen. See you on Friday for worship.